Welcome, welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go live to go over all the different headline articles that you may see. I comment a little bit about some of the transactions and some of the uh, successful home buying and selling experiences that some of my clients have had. And then we dig a deep, deep dive into the market update itself so that you can see week by week what is actually happening, whether it's inventory, prices, uh, where they're likely to go, my personal thoughts. Uh, to give you an idea, this year I've helped 38, 39 families buy and sell a house in the Bay Area. So I do a lot. That's about like six, eight months. And so I have a pretty good pulse as to what exactly is happening uh, every single week. And I have a pretty good feeling like what the traction will look like moving forward, which would be a leading indicator. But let's go over the weekly news. It's so funny. You get all these articles all the time, right? Tech workers swore off the Bay Area. Now they're coming back. Wait a second. What is going on? I thought they're leaving. I thought everybody was leaving the Bay Area. Oh, wait. I thought prices should be declining. Oh, wait. It increased 30% in the last six months. So you're going to see all these articles back and forth. And, and don't be surprised. You should keep seeing more of these articles because they are coming back. I mean, it's been that way. You tell me. If you had the money and most people that are watching have the money, did it make sense to spend a couple thousand dollars a month on a little box when nothing was open? No reason to go to the office, no, nothing to do outside. Uh, the answer is probably no. You might as well go anywhere else. But now that the things are back and open, you can't just not have that variable in place anymore. San Francisco is crazy busy. Like There's all sorts of things going on again today. I may actually go to San Francisco later today. There's an event, I guess, Spark Social in Mission Bay. I haven't been to it before, so I'll probably check it out myself. But everything is back open, and everything has a massive line to even get in. So those businesses that have you know, been able to survive, they will be doing better than ever. And so that's what's happening across. It's a combination of it's – a, it's a feedback loop, and that's the thing that's so uh, special about the Bay Area, right? It's a combination of lifestyle, combination of employment opportunities, and then make no mistake, it's, it's definitely about the money. I mean, there is tons of money out there. There is no shortage of money for those that are willing to put in the work and get in the position to take advantage of it. So it's a it's an amazing feedback loop. I see, I mean, certainly a lot of people have come back. Now, do I think things will be as strong as it has been the first seven months? Seven months? I don't think so because it was a huge catalyst back. But do I still think things will continue to do well? Most likely. And so something to be mindful, you're going to see all these articles. This was a New York Times article about a week ago uh, that shared like, yeah, there's a ton of people coming back, whether it's startup founders, whether there's individual people, you know, there's a lot of noise initially, but it's very, very clear. And you can see it on all fronts, prices, rent, really everything. So something to be mindful of. The national real, however, that, you know, I brought up for months now, the national real estate market is cooling off, unlike San Francisco. The Bay Area was a laggard for, for real estate. And I brought this week after week, month after month. It's been a laggard. Why? Think about it. Think about the process in the head of the individuals. Last year, everything was locked down, especially the Bay Area was much more locked down than most places across the country. It, it created that, uh, that journey or that process for people to leave the area, go somewhere else. So that all happened last year. And then this year, Vaccines rolled out very quickly, much faster than anticipated. A new administration, 
along with a lot of companies have established their return to the office policies and they finalize that. I mean, even today, even with like the Delta variant being talked about and being a concern, like you haven't heard many, if anything, when it comes to the return to the office, it's all the same still. So it's a laggard. Now, how long will it keep running? You will see actually it is slowing down. So for those that have complained or those that have wanted to slow down, where's your excuse now? It is it is slowing down in the sense that it's not as hot as before. In the sense of as well, prices are not rising rapidly in the sense that there's more inventory, more options for you to choose from than ever before. So if you're on the fence, it's not an excuse anymore. And so just be mindful of that. But the Bay Area is still going to be doing very strong. I've seen other markets and I, you know, I see all these news about other areas being hot. Like I just did a, a um, thank you, Mark, for allowing me to be on your show for the Sacramento market update, which is a very close proximity to the Bay Area. And then, you know, we always hear all these news and I never actually ran the numbers. Unfortunately, I could run the numbers, you know, for some, uh, Sacramento year over year, it's increased for single family house homes about 6%. Oh, sorry, about 16% or so, roughly around that figure. But if you look at like San Mateo County, San Francisco County, Santa Clara County, most of those have increased 20-something percent in the last six months. If you compare a year, because some may have did a small decline, it'll be roughly about over 20%. So all this rage about people leaving the Bay Area for somewhere else and that area being super hot, you got to look at the data and you always want to ask them, show me the data, do what Spencer does. Show the data from the MLS so people can see what is truly hot because that is very subjective. I do this market report every week so you can see that data and you don't get tricked by any sort of headline articles that you may be reading or all this noise from other people that have no idea what they're talking about. So I sorry I went for a little rant there, but at the end of the day, it's important to understand the data. What does hot mean? Show me what it means. Show me the medium sales price and then you get a sense. But without a doubt, it is starting to cool off a little bit in the sense that it's not as hot as before. But there's still a lot of activity. Look at this. Large Sunnyvale real estate purchase brings new optimism for office space. This is going to keep on happening. And this is actually the, uh, they have the tenant of Nokia in this space. Um, but you're going to see a lot of these acquisitions continue to happen. And you can see the price of the building was about 1100 per square foot for a purchase of this space. This is in the Peary Park neighborhood of Sunnyvale, Nokia, you may not have even known they were still here, uh, still occupies 230,000 square foot of space here. And we're going to see a lot of these acquisitions. I mean, these are you know major moves. It makes a lot of sense. A lot of the areas in Sunnyvale, Mountain View, Santa Clara, these prime spots for a lot of uh, big tech and also just more quote-unquote legacy tech. Uh, have done very well and they all want to be in the same area. Um, so you're going to continue to see a lot of these big commercial news, especially as the months come on. Don't be surprised. Now, more Bay Area homes now in the market, Zillow says. So I don't disagree. But then again, I've been sharing this across the board. The, the situation has always been for a week by week basis, we've had a ton of new listings. So everybody making the excuse of low inventory is not actually looking on a week-by-week -week basis. Inventory typically means homes that stay on the market. But most of the times, homes will come on the market on a Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of a week, and then they'll have an offer deadline mid the following week. 
it doesn't go much faster than that because you know then you don't even get visibility for your house so there's no reason to go much faster unless somebody really loves it which is not uncommon but it does happen but usually like myself i would usually want full visibility unless someone's willing to pay a really high price for it so so it's hard to go faster than that so you never have to really worry about that too much uh however at the same time now that there's more homes that may sit longer it also means you know, if you think about trends, just think about charts. As the market goes up, and let's say you own a home, you become a little bit more greedy on your end too, right? Because you're like, man, that neighboring house, that sold for, you know, X dollar amount, and my house is a lot better. Because everybody thinks their own house is a lot better, right? And then so you may elect even to the realtor's uh, advice or against their advice to price it very aggressively high. Now, when the market is on fire, at least in the past, then you don't get punished as much because it was a rising market anyways. So it would have maybe risen to that or maybe a bit around that. But in the market like today, right now, where it's not as hot as before, then because you've already priced it where you thought it would keep going, then that's where people have you know rude awakenings, right? They may sit on the market for a little bit longer. They might have to do a price adjustment below, right? But then again, they, some people can also be testing the market because like, let's say, uh, you have a house and you're like, hey, look, I'm okay if I sell this for X dollar amount. For wherever that number came from, you may just want to test the waters. There's no there's no harm in a sense for people to test waters, uh, especially in the market where we have previously, you may have hidden your number. But if the market is not as hot as before, then the chances of that may not be as apparent. So something to be mindful of. That's what inventory means is things that actually stay on. But keep in mind, Anything that's priced fair, what I mean by fair is if it's anywhere close to what has sold uh, a similar home has sold for in the last two months, it will sell in one week. I mean, I had two listings uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, one in Fremont. We smashed that. We broke records on that one. We had even a condo, the technology drive that I shared uh, in next to the airport, sold that in a week, right? So generally, as long as you're not like overpricing things like crazy, it will still sell in the week. So if you're actively looking, always look Wednesday, Thursday, every week, and be mindful that there should be a deadline likely mid the following week. So something to be mindful of, uh, There, there's always been a lot of new listings uh, a week. Um, so it's nothing uh, nothing unusual here. The housing market is, is losing steam. So the key is this report, and this is why I wanted to go over this particular report, is that this is actually for new single family home sales. So this is new construction. This is not existing homes. So you always wanna be careful when you read the headline, but I also wanna share with you this too. And we've been speaking about this for some time. The issue for a lot of the builders is that they pre-sold and sold a lot of homes in advance. And so there's a gap. So this number should continue to be pretty bad because there's a gap period of the time it takes to entitle space, the time it takes also for the builders to fa factor in the cost of things. Don't be surprised as this number drops. But what does that mean? It means that there's less to possibly buy, which also may mean there may be more price increases because there will be less competition out there in terms of available new homes. This is a report of new home constructions. So it's something to be mindful of. It's going to be tough for new builders. Many of them you know, wanted to build as fast as they could. As you can see, Last year was the strongest year in the housing market for new home sales in over a decade. Of course, you had mass migration everywhere 
from millennials to home buyers to people from one area to moving to another. Like, it, of course, it all made sense as to why and record low interest rates. But moving forward, it's going to be tough because these new builders now need to come do the math with labor costs, with actual cost of materials. Does it still make sense to do it or not? So something to be mindful of for new construction, it is a lot less out there. Um, but it's, of course, it always depends on the, the area uh, too. Last but not least, I mean, what has been interesting is, is mortgage rates. And I mentioned it even when COVID first happened. This is a tale of two different sides. Look at on the one side, those that work in tech, whether it's a combination of IPOs, whether it's a combination of flexibility to be able to work from home, whether it's just a growth opportunity all of them had. It's also, quite frankly, uh, a lot more uh, need for tech than ever before, right? I mean, look at Zoom, look at DoorDash, these companies that you know were doing fine before, but they had a huge catalyst because of it. So as there's a variant scare, what's interesting is that for most of us in the Bay Area that work in tech, it's actually, <laughs> I mean, it's bad on one end, uh, but then again, if you have vaccines, it's not as bad. But number two, it's also like it helps you as a buyer, right? So it, like I said before, it's always a tale of two sides when it comes to what is happening. But from, if mortgage rates have dropped again, and if they continue to drop, I mean, the average 30-year fix now is 2.78. Seriously? Like, imagine where prices would go again if this continues to be any sort of impact. Now, it's been low for some time, but as you can see, it's not climbing up, which is very, very favorable uh, for both buyers and, of course, sellers. So really interesting to see this figure, and we'll see what happens you know, as the weeks play on. So I want to go over some uh, news. So we had two closings this week. Congratulations to many of my clients. I'll talk about this first story, like pretty wild. So this client, they live in New Jersey. So they actually didn't even see this home in person. We just did a bunch of virtual tours, um, you know, cause I'm very candid with like good or bad of an area. So I'll, we'll do a virtual tour on the outside. I'll tell you what I see as good and bad. We go in the inside, do a virtual tour. So everything was done via Google Hangouts or Zoom. And so we did that. We saw a bunch of different properties. They really gravitated towards this one. This one was pretty much offered reviews as they come and put an offer in our first bid and, and we got it. And so they won't even be moving in. Uh, oh, they'll be moving in soon, but uh, it's pretty cool because they wanted to get ahead of things, right? They're moving back because of the mandates, like most people are moving back, but rather than move back when everybody's now experiencing the commute and the traffic, and a lot of these areas in these prime locations, like a Mountain View, will have very heavy traffic again. They did that preemptively. So congrats to them. And uh, it's pretty. It's always pretty cool for, this is my, I think, second client this year that they bought it, quote unquote, sight unseen, at least sight unseen uh, physically. But uh, they obviously saw as much as they could via the virtual tour that, that we conducted. And the other client, congratulations. Amazing. I mean, this is probably... This, is, this has got to be one of uh, the best looking houses that you will find. Um, so it's amazing to them. Uh, they got a place in Woodside, very, very peaceful, super spacious of everything. Um, amazing for gatherings, lots of space, lots of privacy, lots of uh, value add opportunities too, which makes this a potential fun project for them. They don't have to do it. It's certainly very, very move-in ready. 
but they can have their own taste and their own flavors to it uh, over time. But yeah, no, it's been incredible. We had our celebration dinner not long ago. Uh, certainly had some uh, very good drinks at the Sea by Alexander. And but yeah, congratulations to them. I mean, they they looked previously, you know, for some time. Uh, they're very kind of particular in the type of search they were looking for. And whenever they found it, we did an actually an early offer for this. They were considering, at least the sellers were considering to do a uh, a deadline in another week, which always always there's always pros and cons. So you always want to go over that strategy. Do you do an early offer or not? It's always case by case. But from a price per square foot uh, in this area, it's one of the lowest there. So so we got a good win for even though we went, went with an early offer, wasn't too crazy over. We just understood the competition and the situation, made a move, and we got it within our first try. So congratulations to you guys. And uh, yeah, you're going to have a lot of great memories there. And invite me for the housewarming for sure here. This will be a, a very, a very, very good spot for parties and events. Okay, so what else is going on? I have a new listing that hit the market on Wednesday, 3631 Altamont Way. This is a three-bed, three-and-a-half-bath home. Feel free to go to this website, 3631altamont.com. Check out my video of my list, uh, my listing video. You can also just see that on YouTube. Listed at 2.45 million, three-bed, three-and-a-half-bath, 2,500 square feet. Beautiful, flat uh, yard, flat space. That's very hard to find in the area of Farm Hill. Goes to Roy Cloud Elementary, which is the top elementary school in Redwood City. Uh, so be sure to check it out if you have anybody you know that wants a pretty big house. What's super cool about this house is it's very spacious. Like everything is spacious, like uh, living room, kitchen, and a lot of things are mostly updated too. So it's going to be as move-in ready as it'll, it'll probably be. Um, huge yard, flat space, lots of green uh, grass everywhere, deck space in the front, in the back. Highly recommend you check it out. We will have an open house this weekend too from 1 to 4 o'clock. And uh, this won't last long, so we'll probably have an we will have an offer deadline uh, mid next week. So be sure to check that out. That'll be a good one. And then last but not least, let's take a look at the data itself. San Mateo County. So as you can see, the number of new listings. So like as I mentioned, last week was a huge jump up versus what it had the previous weeks, and now it still is a good number, two hundred and seventeen. Still a good number of absorption. You can see though that the median price has dropped a little bit versus the June figure. Nothing crazy, but it's dropped a little bit. So the second highest month of the last year. I suspect they'll be roughly around this, maybe a, maybe a little higher, but you're not going to see something too drastic, I think, up or down from the last month from what I've seen with offers. You can see condos, townhomes, somewhat similar, has declined a little bit. Nothing drastic, but it's declined a little bit from the previous months. Santa Clara County. 549 new listings this week, 460 contingent pending. So a little bit less than the previous week, but still a very high amount of homes that are hitting the market. You can see, though, that the, it's similar effect as before. Now, this could, could be a lot of a seasonality because think about this. July figures are those that have closed or basically went in contract at this stage, beginning to almost the end of June which is kind of the end of the spring season. So don't be surprised that the numbers will be less than the than the spring season. As you can see, it was a big run up for some time. And right now in summertime, it seems like it'll probably be a little bit lower, but you can see it's about the same as the May figure. So it didn't drop that much lower. It's still a little bit higher than May figure. My guess is just like San Mateo County, 
probably the second highest uh, in terms of price for the month. And you can see for condos, town hall, same thing. But the good news for a lot of people is psychologically, it has been tough for a lot of people. It's not, it's not continuing to increase, right? That's the biggest thing. It's not continuing to rise up. Um, it's somewhat has uh, may decreased a little bit. Now, still higher than before, but it, this the benefit of this is that the appraisal risk is a lot different. Um, it's just a, there's a lot more stability and a lot more peace of mind when it comes to seeing figures that are a little bit flatter than, as you can see, the previous months. Alameda County. Now, Alameda County, man, they did not fail to amaze me. 614 new listings, 365 contingent pending for the week. But look at the figure, still rising. Now, the previous three months, though, is unlike the other ones that you had saw. It's been relatively flat. And even July is still flat compared to those numbers. But it's still um, higher than the previous months, right? This is the highest it has been. And condos and townhomes are the same thing. So very... Uh, Still very surprising. I would have assumed that there would have been a decline by now because the people may have wanted to move back, but the desire for more space is still very, very strong. And people still are okay with that flexibility of commute. So Alameda has done very well. Let's wrap, uh, let's do two more. Let's look at San Francisco. So San Francisco, as you can see, single family homes have done very well in June, but July is a little bit lower than what it was in May. So we'll see how this plays out. I suspect it will probably end up to be roughly around this level, maybe a little bit higher, closer to May, which you've seen across the board. But look at condos and townhomes, right? Uh, this week, condos have increased, uh, continue to increase. And so it goes back with the same, like people are returning. But if you look year over year, it's been relatively flat. But if you compare it to December and January timeframe has certainly picked up about looks like 10% or so. So condos have certainly continued to increase and do well as people continue to move back into the city. The last one I want to point out is Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County has actually decreased, as you can see, it decreased in June. It also decreased in July. So, but it also depends on where it is. Um, Contra Costa County is very, very big. Right, it's a huge area, and the, there's a pretty decent price variance uh, for the area. So it does depend on where you're buying in Contra Costa County. But you can see because it is much further out, the math for a lot of people to to figure out if they if it makes sense for them to do that commute um, is a lot more varied. So that's something just to be mindful of, but very doable if you're out looking Contra Costa County. You don't have to hear any of the noise about not being as hot. I mean, it certainly has. It's already been two months in a row that has decreased. Same with condos and townhomes, similar story. So what does this mean as we wrap up things? It basically means people are factoring and weighing again of the proximity to jobs. They have been doing that for months now, but you can see even more so for a lot of people. So I see that myself. People want to be back in these prime areas, San Mateo County, San Francisco, Santa Clara County. I suspect that the summer will be this way, but... There is a lot of hope for people that are actually looking. Do not just give up. Do not fall into these clickbait headline articles. Do not fall into friends that have no idea what they're talking about. They don't see the data. Show them the data and then tell them, hey, look, what kind of analysis would you have from this, from seeing this on a week-by-week -week basis? It's going to be very doable this summer for a lot of buyers. But at the same time, for sellers, it's still a very good market. There's still plenty of people buying. But 
they can't be as aggressive or as hopeful as they could two to three months ago. So that's kind of the learning lesson that people are experiencing as to why we're also having quote unquote higher inventory um, because some of them are getting punished for being too greedy to begin with. Hope this was helpful. Uh, if you like this video, be sure to hit that like button, hit subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube or feel free to leave it in the comments below. The other poll that I wanna do is the question is, should we actually keep doing this every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time? Should we do it that time or do we get more live interactions if we did it maybe after work? Maybe like, I don't know, Wednesday, like a 5.30-ish time frame. Leave it in the comments below with what you think. Do you prefer it just being live on 12 o'clock Pacific time Friday or do you prefer it to be maybe a Wednesday after work? Maybe we have more questions, more Q&A. Love to uh, get your take on what might work for you. It looks like we did have a final question. Rohit, you kind of snuck one in here. Rohit, thank you so much for tuning in. What do you think about Fremont single family home prices in 2021 through 2022? Fremont will continue to do very well. Um, it, it has a lot of factors. And if you think about Fremont pre-COVID, what was the negative of Fremont? It was really about the intense traffic. Now, you already do see that there is a good amount of traffic already now, and there's not that many companies that have the work-from-home policy. However, it may not be as much as it was before. So if you take that into consideration, you take it into account consideration that a lot of Fremont has very good schools, then those are very, very positive uh, options for you. And so, or it's very desirable for that location. So I suspect Fremont will probably be out in Alameda County too, will probably be one of the top uh, top candidates uh, for cities, for people where people want to go. But you already see, right, different pockets of Fremont are already playing out. You can get single family homes right now for still about a million dollars or so, but that's obviously not the really good schools. This is the mid parts, maybe the uh, northern parts of Fremont. The southern parts like Warm Springs, like Mission San Jose, those areas are um, those areas are, are very competitive and they're priced much higher. But I think Fremont will continue to do well. It's a very, very good location. Um, and, uh, and, and they're not building that many more single family homes. Just keep that in mind, right? All the construction in Fremont, as you see around the BART station, is always townhome and condos. But for single family, they will continue to do very well. Uh, Rovin, thanks for reaching out. We had a conversation already actually about this. You know, condo prices, I, I, I tell everybody, it's very predictable as to what they will go for. It's not a frenzy. And there, there isn't a frenzy like to begin with for condos, but it will still sell as long as you're not overpricing your home. So the key about condos is let's look at the data. This is what has sold in the last two months. It will probably sell for something like that. I will actually help push it because of my marketing and my sales strategy. So I will push the records with me helping you, but at the same time, you have to be realistic. So the key is look at what has sold in the last two months, price it a little bit under so you can drive it up accordingly, and then you will sell it probably pretty quickly. Um, but you shouldn't expend like a frenzy or anything like that. That's not condo market. And it was never like that. It hasn't been like that probably in like three or four years. And I don't know if it, it will be like that ever again, quite frankly. So something to be mindful of. But because your home is next to Apple, you get the benefit of, hey, look, there's a lot of people that want to be close to work. And Apple, as we all know, they want people back to work. 
So, so you're actually in a very different situation where you actually have a lot of leverage from that perspective. But it's like I said in the beginning, it's not to be too greedy. Uh, people have options. Condo's not crazy hot, um, but it still is very desirable, especially anything around the Apple campus. I mean, just look at Apple itself. How many more buildings did they build or buy in the last year? A lot. Drive by Cupertino, drive by Sunnyvale. You will see it everywhere. It may not be labeled Apple yet, but they have continued to expand very aggressively everywhere. And their work from home policy or their return to office policy, not a work from home policy, is the, probably the most strict of all the big tech companies. So something to be mindful of. Thanks for tuning in. I got to get going myself. Love to get your feedback on the comments below. And uh, I'll see you at the next one. Enjoy the weekend. Bye now.